Dee, Manny, Mitchell, welcome to the show. Um, Perfect Health on Elastic FM with Elaine Godley. And uh, it's the second time we've had you on the show, this time as, uh, as uh, uh, another author. It is, it is. Thank you, Elaine. And yes, you interviewed me, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Just after my book was released. Yes. So I think that was about March 2018 that we last oh, had a little chat. Yeah. Time flies, gosh. It does. It only seems like yesterday. So um, you've written a chapter in our, our collection, um, which mm-hmm. is um, Perfect Health, True Life Stories, uh, Volume 1. So uh, tell us about your chapter, Dee. Okay, so Elaine, my chapter was basically how I managed to heal my uh, triple negative breast cancer within four months. Um, completely naturally, using a combination of diet change, supplements, essential oils, nutrition, and salt baths and meditation. So I did it all completely. It's called my way because I did it my way. It's all completely naturally. And my chapter is about getting that point across so other people can feel a little bit relaxed when they get a cancer diagnosis because it doesn't have to be all bad and it can be handled naturally. You don't need toxic chemicals to to fuel your body with with nutrients yeah I think um the the integrated um or the word integrative is 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 uppermost in my mind because all of my different cancers I've dealt with on an inter well apart from skin cancer which I've done completely naturally but um all of the others I've had I've um I've used an integrative approach so I've had surgery um Mm -hmm. on occasions and then then done the rest naturally so it's yeah. integrating. And I think that's what you did as well, didn't you? Have- I did, yes. I did have surgery. I had a lumpectomy to have the tumour removed. Um, I refused chemotherapy and radiotherapy. And I wasn't unable to have any hormone tablets because just because of the type of cancer that I had, it didn't respond to hormone treatment. So the only thing that they offered me was chemo and radiation. So I refused those. I had a lumpectomy and then went on to carry on with my own protocol, which the rest of it was all completely naturally. So, so why did you why did you refuse both of those, Dee? Well, um, first of all, I refused chemotherapy because I had a sister who who passed away five years before my diagnosis, and she, you know, it wasn't the, the cancer that that killed her. Sadly, it was chemotherapy, and I do remember one of the last conversations that I had with her when she basically said that she knew she didn't have long left. She was hospitalised at that point. Um, and it was the chemotherapy that was that was destroying her. It was, she just had way too many rounds for her. She, you know, she was a tiny little thing and she just couldn't cope. So one thing I always had in the back of my mind is that how could this, you know, this chemical, how could this medicine, should I say, that was supposed to be healing you, how could it be finishing you off? So when I did get diagnosed myself, I did a lot of research into chemotherapy and radiotherapy and also the pharmaceutical industry anyway, which... I did work for the pharmaceutical industry, so I kind of know the ins and outs of that. But to be to you know, to actually read about why you know what chemo does to you and how it can destroy your body, that there was no way I was going to put that in my body at all. So for me, I just wanted a completely natural, holistic approach. And I think when I did speak to my oncologist and I decided to refuse all his treatments. Because I wasn't quite sure and I didn't know what I was going to do. If it didn't work out, I was thinking, God, do I have to go back and do I have to, you know, <laughs> crawl into him and, and say, look, you know, now I want radio or, or give me three months, uh, which he agreed to do. I said, give me three months. And if after those three months I'm in a worse situation than I am now, then we'll, 
discuss things and we'll talk about things. But luckily, when I had the next count, which was three, well, the next blood test, which was four months after I started, I had the all clear. So I didn't what, need. What did he say? I bet he was really surprised. He was because when um, I had several meetings with him, I didn't just suddenly decide because he wanted to make absolutely sure that I was 100% sure with my decision. So it was always go away, think about it for a week and then come back in a week, which I did. And we did this for about several weeks, backwards and forwards. I think, in all, it was about four or five weeks until I finally said, no, I don't want it, you know. Um, he did try to scare me. He did say that with my type, because we triple negative being the most aggressive type of breast cancer, and which doesn't respond to treatment other than chemo and, and a combination of radiotherapy. He did say, look, you know, it, it's, your t- it's your choice, it's your decision, but you're delaying time because within a year's time, you probably won't be sat here with me if you refuse chemo. Um, so it was a quite difficult conversation with him. I did discuss it with my family. It was completely what I wanted to do. And when I did go back and he gave me the all clear because he'd already had the results back before I was actually sat in front of him. So he was just sitting there with a big smile on his face. And at first I was a bit nervous because I was thinking, is this big smile on your face because you're waiting to say, I told you so, Mm -hmm. or because you're genuinely happy. And to be honest, he was genuinely happy Um, and he was excited. And he did say to me that, he was really, really happy with my results, and he's only—he could only tell me what he was allowed to tell me. Of course, so he's kind yeah. of saying, you know, in a roundabout way, that he did the right thing, but he wasn't allowed to tell me that at the time. And he just said, you know, just just keep carrying on doing what you're doing. Uh, don't stop what you're doing, and you'll be fine. It's kind of similar words like those. And I did keep in touch with him. I haven't spoken to him for a while, but we, we emailed because he was my doctor in Tenerife. I'm now living in Ireland. Um, every time I have blood tests done, I always send him a copy. And he has a look at them, my full blood account, my blood counts and my cancer markers. He takes a look if he thinks there's anything that he wants me to recheck on any bloods. He'll let me know. But so far, the last two quarters which I've sent him um he's just been absolutely fine and all I get off him now is just a big smiley emoji on the email reply so he's happy brilliant did he ask you what you did did he ask how you how you managed to sort yourself out he didn't afterwards he at the time before when I refused um the the conventional medicine he did say look you know what are you going to do and at first I went into diet he says well diet heavily he was very contradictory because he was saying, well, you know, diet isn't, it's not being proven and it's not, may not be successful. But then he would also go on to tell me about a fruit, which he'd read about the week before, which somebody had said this fruit had cured their cancer. So it was really, really difficult conversation where he wanted to tell me, but he didn't want to accept what I was telling him kind of thing. So he knew I was doing diets, he knew I was doing supplements, and he knew I was doing essential oils. Um, but all he kept saying was that there isn't enough um, proof, there isn't enough evidence to say that these work for your type. Um, he did say, you know, the, there are other cancer types that respond well to nutrition and supplements alone. Um, and, you know, turn, it's all about turning the body into an alkaline state. So he did agree with that. But one thing he couldn't agree with was for my actual type, with it being so aggressive. 
Okay, interesting. And and of course, there never will be enough. There will never will be proof because people like us, we don't, we're not um, invited to go for studies, and no pharmaceutical company is going to pay for a study. Nobody, who's going to pay for a study that um, proves that natural plants work and have done for thousands of years? You know, of course, and, and they don't want to take us away from their, the, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, really, do exactly. they? Yeah, you know, people come to me all the time and say, oh, but there's no test, there's no proof and there's no evidence. And I think, well, I alone, since I healed, which now is, is two years, and since then, you know, I've been contacted by people from all over the world that are on a similar path as me and are still fighting fit and are still healthy. Yeah. And yes, I understand, you know, it's always a five-year mark and I haven't quite made it yet to the five-year mark. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm in contact with people that have, been you know treated themselves eight years ago I think that the, the longest one that I've I've been in contact with is a lady she healed her cancer just by diet alone just by juicing and I think she's coming up to about 10 years now mm. um, and all she did she, she just juiced carrot apple beetroot um, parsley cilantro just loads of herbs loads of vegetables and she still does it to this day and she's, she's fighting fit and at the time, she was riddled with cancer all over. So, so yes, there, there is evidence and there is proof out there, but the evidence isn't documented in a journal, should we say. It's, it's people like us walking yeah. around with the evidence. Yeah, yeah. So it's only like people like us that are, are writing the books that we do or on social media. That's the only way that people are getting the evidence out there, sadly. Yeah, indeed. I'm, I'm 10 years post now for, for my first breast cancer. And oh, yeah. um, four years post being told I would be dead by Christmas. Oh, my God. Brilliant. <laughs> so when, when you had your first diagnosis, Elaine, did you do that one all completely naturally or did you have any? No, no, I, I had mastectomy. Okay. I was frightened into it. Um, yeah. I didn't know any different. You know, I really didn't know any different. So I got yeah. left by the nose. I, I, I wasn't offered um, chemo or radiation then. But I was offered drugs, but I took myself yeah. off with those. I wasn't going to have, have those. Um, but there's a whole, you know, whole loads of stuff has happened in the last 10 years. But I think we're given these um, conditions because um, tough cookies like us are still able to share our knowledge and experience and help other people. And it's a true privilege, isn't it? It is. You know, and I never once said, why me, when I was diagnosed. But, you know, looking back, I do kind of think, well, hang on a minute, maybe because I was a bit stronger than most people and I could refuse conventional treatment because I think that's that's the main thing is that a lot of people are scared, are scared yes. to, go to the doctors um they're scared to research they're scared to disagree with anything that they have to say so yeah I strongly believe that the, the reason for my diagnosis was to spread the word and to go and help other people to heal naturally as well and more healthily wonderful well then um... Your book, your well, not your book, your your book's out there already. Your fabulous mm -hmm. book. Um, I did it my way. Yeah, um, it's already out on Amazon, and um, the chapter in in our collection that's going to be due out in September. So, uh, um, amongst uh, the where you and I amongst, well, there's twelve of us all together in the book. Um, some fantastic stories. I've read the whole book, of course. I've, um, I think you might have. I've read some. I haven't quite finished it yet, yet but I, from what I've, I've read, it's just absolutely unbelievable. And it's not all cancer patients, certainly. No, no, no. And men as well. There's men it as is. Well. There's, there's one guy on there, isn't there? It's just a range of different, um, I'm not going to say illnesses, but just health issues. Yeah. You know? And I actually think that anyone reading this book will relate to at least one chapter. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, themselves or their loved ones, they will know somebody that has got either one condition or suffering with this or suffering with that. So, to to actually read the book and and read it from people have honestly, from what I've written, uh, read the charities already, it's just so deep and it's so honest and it's so raw. And it's nice because, you know, especially with the, the one about the, the, I think there's a couple isn't there about the mental health issues and ones about depression, is that if you read about that, people just, nowadays with it being so in the media, it needs to be recognised where a lot of people are just scared to, to talk about it, scared to talk about their issues. So I think this book will definitely help a lot of people to come to terms with their own feelings as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for contributing and for your time today, Dee. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. And yeah, I look forward to reading the rest of the book as well. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, it can't wait to finish it. I think I've got about three more chapters left and then I'm done. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine. You speak to you soon. Take care.